0: Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your friendly neighborhood, Knucklehead, and this is the Part-Time Artist Podcast. This is episode 158. We are rolling along here, and everything is really, really great in the world of podcasting, in the world of being a knucklehead. Um, I just want to thank everybody that's listening because it just popped up for me that it's been 10 years of me doing this, and... I just want to quickly mention that I you know, I did a little bit of a live video on Instagram if y'all are are following there too. But for the podcast listeners out there, I don't know how many of you were back to when we first started. Um, props to you, you are an OG. if you are back in the no sleep podcast days when we had a different name and we were doing completely different shit, completely unhinged. Riding around on my bike in the streets of New York City and talking to my iPod Touch. Um, that's how these podcasts, I think, started, or something along those lines. It has been. A road. But I just want to thank everybody out there from the bottom of my heart um, for the past 10 years of being a supporter in any fashion. If it's just liking a post, if it's sharing something, if you've been a guest or if you've told one of your friends to that they should listen to this or be a guest or just anything, it's all helped me so much more than you know because um you know, we're all out here as artists, as creative people, And there's so many times where we can feel just so alone. even when we have so much support around us, um it's just an internal thing. it It comes with the territory of being a creative person to at some point, you just feel like you're sitting there in the back cave and it's just all on you to do things. So, um, I just want to again say, I'm so grateful to still be here. 10 years later, I started out playing um, this Instagram, Facebook, all all these social medias that I created. It was just to be in a punk band and to start writing songs. And that's how this started. And since then, it has evolved into the podcast, into the blog, just more and more cool shit that I saw other people do. And I was like, shit, I want to do something like that. You know, from watching Joey Steele and his dispatches from the underground community. Um, One of the first things I actually wanted to do as well was start like an online magazine. That's what I wanted to do before the podcast, but I was all over the place. But anyway, the point is that I want everybody out there to know is um, if you're a creative person, you got energy, push your snowball off the mountain and see where it goes. I started out trying... I started out... Basically, me and Spikey in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan were learning songs off Dude Ranch and jamming on Blink-182. And last night, I went and I indulged myself and saw Blink-182. It's totally full fucking circle. And it's just been such a ride to see what has come about and all the people I've met from this podcast, people I've met on tour. And, And my mission now... it's almost it almost feels like it's a new mission i look back at the 10 years and i'm like wow everything was so different but my mission now is to just keep connecting with artists and keep empowering artists that's what the youtube has been all about that's what this new tiktok this year has been all about and instagram all that shit that i'm doing out there is just to keep artists creating like i just want to keep i just want to I think the past 10 years, I've also been trying to embody that which I seek, which is like a lot of creatives, I think, really need mentorship and people to look up to and people to get inspiration from. And I've been lucky and grateful to have that in New York with all the people I've met and all the people that continue to come on this show that I talk to. It's been so awesome, and that's what the 10 years has been. It's just been like, I want to do that, figuring out a way to do it, and just the snowball just keeps rolling. So um, if you're out there, you don't know what to do, you got a lot of energy, just go with the first thing that you want to do, honestly, whether even if it's writing in a notebook. Like, I, I have so many fucking notebooks, and you should see the side of my bed right now. I have, like, 12 more composition books fresh out of amazon because i'm ready to just keep doing random shit writing random shit again push the snowball off the mountain you could be talking to really cool people 10 years from now like i'm blessed to do and with that i'm gonna say my next artist i'm again so incredibly blessed because what has been happening on this show i've been having metalhead pop artists, you know, hardcore band, and now I get into, like, the electronic stuff, and today I'm just so fucking, like, over the moon to be able to learn more and more about artists from all over the country with all different kinds of music, and we're all in the same struggle. That's what makes this so fucking cool. So, once again, thank you for listening, and this episode is so cool because I have with me Jay who is uh J Electronic Electronica Americana. I just love uh what your name represents. It's J Americana. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, dude. I'm sorry to keep you waiting for so long, but uh, No, no. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Ten- it's
1: so rad. That is crazy.
0: Yes. 10 yeah. years. 30 years of a human, 10 years of like a uh, real life artist type shit which is awesome time Time. yeah Yeah, it's it's been yeah it's been great and and i live for this shit man like i don't give a fuck about money or anything i i have a fucking ebt card in my wallet proud on medicaid i don't give a fuck i'm here to make music and connect with other artists and put out tiktok youtube whatever eventually i want to start coaching That's the business that I really kind of want to get into because I think artists could – we could all learn from one another, and I feel like I've been learning from people on this podcast, and I can't wait to learn from you and what you have going on. But before we get into anything, I want to get into a top three here, and my top three for you because uh, this – you've kind of been doing this for me without you knowing it um, but when I put on your when I put on your tunes it's just like the volume just gets higher and higher and higher and I'm just like all right I gotta start doing cool shit now it's just like so I want to know for you. What are your top three like radio turn up songs where like if a song comes on in the radio, if if you still listen to the radio, if you're driving or something, that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing you driving around, a song comes up on the radio and it's not a skip, it's just like a dial it up. Do you have like three songs or something like that that you really get in your bag over or something?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. It's not so much on the radio now, but like I don't know. On I keep a lot of playlists. So just
0: oh Oh, and you like shuffle it out or whatever
1: oh yeah 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 Yeah, like
0: yeah
1: hundreds and thousands of songs just put on shuffle hell yeah wow that's that's (laughs) right now (laughs) i mean all time uh the climb by miley cyrus for some reason as soon as it comes on like okay i know nobody expects that nobody expects that but like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Uh, that one that's that's a big one um let me think, what else? Oh man, Janet Jackson has the song Someone to Call My Lover. That's wow. classic. Classic. I'm I'm big on like pop music songwriting. Even if yeah. it's not like within that genre, I really just like some about a good hook just gets me all the time. And like recently, mm-hmm. Boys a Liar by Pink Pantheress, which like oh, everybody's yeah. heard done to death it's insane you and i sorry i know you said three but uh no, you keep I, going about, keep going i know uh, i put you on the turnst- spot <laughs> yeah yeah we were talking about turnstile before oh yeah we started um, so rad holiday is okay. a crazy song i mean i cut. Ca- i caught them on tour yeah shit what was that last year around this time maybe
0: Uh
1: packed out sold out so many bands everybody was sweaty yeah i felt like my life was in danger but i had such a good
0: time (laughs) just man such a crazy band definitely a live band too like if it if you're if you're a turnstile skeptic which a lot of people in the punk community are because anytime someone blows up it's like whatever but go see them live and see just watch it happen because i was like into it i was listening to it i was like this is so catchy it's really poppy it's really groovy but when you watch I think there're 5 people. When you watch 5 people on stage and they all have the same energy and and everything is really like like they're all on the same page, that shit is magical. Magical. It's,
1: like they clearly love what they do and yes. people like people receive that energy in the crowd. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Just, just
1: such a treat. Honestly.
0: Yeah. I think for me too. I mean this is this is me on the radio, but when when it starts to become Christmas time, dude, and it's like Mariah Carey season back yes. in the day, back in the day when all I want for Christmas comes on, it's just like roll the windows down, crank the volume up. <laughs> we're just gonna do it, you know, I don't I don't even give a shit. I'm so unapologetic. I mean, I think for the first time I don't, heard, yeah, don't. whatever. I think for the first time that song actually charted in twenty eighteen i think i re- if i remember that right it's like so bizarre that came out so and long. it's
1: it's like consistently ever every single year since it's like yes. everybody's like Mari- mariah's coming for Mariah's coming
0: one. in november as
1: <laughs> she holds that spot yeah and it's like again going to, back to like pop songs just those classic like timeless songs like that
0: yeah that and last christmas uh oh wham just, yeah 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 I used to hate that song too because when I was driving around <laughs> with my dad um <laughs> as a kid as a kid you know when you're a kid in the back seat or whatever my dad would be driving and because he's so f- bored he'll just start doing stuff to like fuck with you or whatever every oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. that song came on <laughs> he would reach back <laughs> He would reach back when, when, uh, what's his name? George Michael. He would, he would reach back. (laughs) Oh my God, I haven't thought about this in forever. He would reach back and like try to touch me and he'd be like, I'll give it to someone special. (laughs) He would just keep fucking with me, dude. When I was a kid, I, I was like, Dad, what are you doing? And he just got such a kick out of it. But now I really respect that song. But I, but it used to be really like triggering. I don't know if I made that sound creepier than it was. It was totally fine. It was just dad being dad. And if you met my dad, which probably a lot of you have, you know exactly what I'm talking talking about. Um All right, so Jay, do you consider yourself a part-time artist?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not making enough money off this
0: <laughs> to be full-time. <laughs> right. So, what what kind of I've been, you know, I've been digging through I've been digging through the uh, the old band camp on you, putting up my uh, you know, FBI profile on on your life and your career as an artist. but I was I wanted to hear from you first, like, what kind of artist do you consider yourself? Um, if man, there's a genre just, or if there's a label or if you are don't subscribe to that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, generally, for people, I'll say like alternative hip-hop because okay. um, i feel like that covers the widest range of my music but i like to say i'm kind of poly it. like okay uh, i'll do whatever whatever feels good in the moment like if i if i want to write a country song to yeah it, like it's it's nothing but i mean yeah i feel like rap was always kind of my first love and then, right like as really, i yeah 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 and as i you know grew up and progressed and got into more music i wanted to like play around a little bit more right and that's kind of where you get projects like my most recent project that combines so many different sounds excellent
0: yeah because that's like there's always something that roots us and then and then as the plant grows right then we start branching out right and then we absolutely yeah and that's what's i i even within your new EP, which everybody we're gonna get into, um, I promise. <laughs> but um, yeah, on Bandcamp, I, your new EP, like it is like different flavors of the electronic, I'll say, atmosphere, which I am not super, super knowledgeable about. Um, but I do get into like I think my favorite electronic artist is Zoo, ZHW. Um, Oh yeah I get into that shit I used to be hardcore into dubstep I would be putting on dubstep back in the 2010 Dubstep and playing Starcraft 2 all the time And just being (laughs) a college student or whatever Um, If you can, Jay could you give us like a one minute background of where you're at, where you're coming from? Cause you, you were Atlant- based in Atlanta, right? And then you, you relocated to New York. Is there a story behind that or, um, or is it the other well, way around? I'm from South Georgia. Okay.
1: Relocated to Atlanta. Okay. I'm still in Atlanta now. Okay. But a lot of this project was like born out of me visiting New York and, you know, being there, I've been a couple different times now. And just every single time I have so many memorable experiences that like, I I just internalize and take with me creatively. Okay. I don't know. It's just something about the energy of that city. That's like, really special. Same here in Atlanta. But like, it's a whole other world there. I mean, feels like the city, which is like a cliche thing to say, but like it's it's true,
0: yeah. So, yeah, you don't I mean, I lived in New York for like 15 years, so I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. But what part of New York do you think did you find like the most inspiring? Um,
1: being around Bushwick, I think, okay,
0: you yeah, know, just club hopping <laughs> oh, every God. single night at the warehouse. Are you in the warehouses <laughs> with the with the fucking sometimes, high school kids, Jay?
1: Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Not a lot of times. I was in like the you know refined establishments. Okay. okay. You know, the protected refined. environments.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got the jungle um, juice and the fucking garbage cans. Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> yes, I and went I, to high school. I, yeah, I love that shit. Like, yeah. I don't know some about that energy and the sound right. that I was being exposed to really shifted me into this direction with like the house, and the drum and bass, and all that.
0: Mm, excellent. So how does Atlanta compare to that situation? Cause obviously you came back to Atlanta. Was that just, yeah, yeah. was that just for like logistical purposes or were you like, all right, this is cool, but I'm a dip. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both.
1: To be honest, I mean, just because, like, I couldn't exactly uproot my whole life and just stay in New York yeah. as much as I would love to. Yeah. I mean, maybe one day, you never know, but I uh, think, yeah, I think, we'll it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think Atlanta music scene, though, is also really, like, near and dear to my heart, sure. you know, lots of, lots of trap music, and even, like, some of the indie scene here is, yeah really really special to me that's kind of where i got my start with live shows like
0: diy mm-hmm. type stuff so yeah so let's switch gears to how this manifested into your um into your ep which is 555 right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. is that what you call it or do you call it 555 What's the best name?
1: I, <laughs> I call it 555 five, five, or triple five. like, yeah, 555. Either yeah. one works, really. Yeah, but I named mean? it. Yeah, yeah, I named it for the time I was born. Um, oh. Uh, October 31st, 1996,
0: 5.55 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and now everyone's going to know your birth chart and they're going to start. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, I'm very transparent about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm a
1: Scorpio. I'm very emotional. Oh, God. A little
0: petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> I don't know shit about that stuff, but I love to always, like, pretend everyone is bad. You know, there's, like, that one TikToker oh, yeah. that, like, goes up to people and they're like, what's your sign? And then it's, like, Libra. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: I don't know too much about it, but it's, like, whatever people say, I'm around with. Um, but, yeah, 555. Five, five. Just like inspired by the sounds and experiences of New York nightlife. And that really just stuck with me. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to play around with the sounds. Because like I had, I had touched on house stuff on my first album on like one track. But besides that, it was still kind of uncharted territory for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, I mean, I just really dove into it head first.
0: Mm, pushed pushed out of the comfort zone pushed the limits a little bit oh, yeah so always, with that always. let's get it let's get into this first tune and uh, this tune is uh yeah this is one that is going to probably increase your heart rate so be careful everybody uh, this tune is called sweat check it out. Oh, uh- Right, that tune is called Sweat and that is the opening track on this new EP 555 by J Americana and it's j-americana.bandcamp.com for y'all to come and get it um so this tune man i got to tell you i can't help but move when i put this on like i said i just dialed the volume just goes higher and higher and higher and uh it makes me like, when I start playing computer games, I'm just like, I just get dialed in. Um, but when I, de- when I dig into your band camp, like we were talking about, you're pushing your limits. It seems like the EP as a whole, and that song too, that you chose to like, open the EP with, it has a more ag- aggressive vibe to it was that like uh except except for like the elevator song and video you have that kind of that kind of shows some teeth a little bit i think um yeah. but the was that like a conscious effort to like like i want to like i have a little bit more of an aggress- aggressive bite to me now or is that just kind of what happened from being in <laughs> from being in the big <laughs> apple
1: honestly um yeah, it was it was real catharsis. I feel like I just kind of wanted to come back to like a new project with energy and like set it off from the beginning. True. Um and yeah, I mean I wrote the song literally. <laughs> I was I was at the gym like on the treadmill like typing in my phone like, "Oh, wait." <laughs> and just playing the beat back in my head going oh, nuts, wow. but um, yeah, yeah. That was the type of energy I was really trying to come with. Um Some
0: that like people wouldn't necessarily expect from me, but still. So yeah. Sweat is really on the nose for what people ought to do while they're listening to that. Put that on your gym oh, playlist. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, also with this EP, I kind of noticed that, like I said before, each track is kind of unique uh, stylistically and in the content, like lyrically, I think. Does that... Does that reflect like a different songwriting process for each song or does that again just reflect on um I guess your initial inspiration after the production of it?
1: I think for me at least the way I conceptualize like bodies of work mm-hmm. like these and albums it's almost like there's a narrative inside of that project. So I really wanted to capture sort of the beginning of that night out with like a song okay. like "Sweat," and then as we progress, kind of tone down a little bit, mm. get a little bit more sober and reflective. Um, and yeah, I mean, everything for me is intentional
2: when mm. it comes to
1: putting out like a collection of songs like that. Rad. So every, every everything kind of informs the next song.
0: Wow. Okay. So w- when you did this EP, it wasn't just like, "All right, I got five bangers. I'll just throw it up there." It was more like how Definitely this song. Wow. I love that. That's I live for shit like that. Like, uh, and I'm gonna be doing the same thing when I when I put out. If no, when I finish when? dealing when? this dealing with this double EP that I've been working on for five years. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, in the past uh we i think i don't this wasn't the last ep you done i think or maybe it was it was uh like you've seen a ghost right um that was an ep where you had totally different producers for each track right is this was this a similar situation or was this is this a totally different operation for this ep
1: very similar situation okay all of the tracks are produced by different producers Um. I did work with the same engineer and mixing cool. and mastering folks um, throughout the entire process, and that really helped a lot. Mm. Um, people that I'm friends with, that I you know hold in high regard, and I was like, I trust y'all with this
0: Excellent. to you
1: know be a second set of ears for me.
0: Oh wow, yeah. So you're like really hitting your stride with your with your circle with your tribe. Um, What do you feel like was the biggest challenge to overcome with this release? It's like a random question, but this was something I was interested in with this kind of music. Yeah,
1: I think for me, Uh there's sort of a hesitation when it comes to like trying new sounds, where I'm like, how are people going to receive this? Mm. Um, At least initially. And, you know, like on this project, I I was kind of nervous in a way like oh this is kind of like a I don't know like a rebirth or a reboot for J out type music like people haven't heard me do
0: like a rebranding or something lane. yeah
1: almost, almost i mean still jay just elevated in a way um mm-hmm. so yeah overcoming those initial jitters Mm. was the big thing
0: and just being yeah authentic i wanted to actually talk about that too which is your yeah. as- aesthetic um which seems to have maybe i'll i'll say evolve i don't know evolve grow or just differentiate with the different bodies of music that you're putting out which a lot of artists do um and with this ep you know you have like the super metal looking <laughs> logo and um there's some kind of there's some lyrics too that stand out um to me and i know you said like everything is a conscious effort are these reflections on like your personality is there like an element of satire with this like don't take everything too seriously oh. or
1: always always, always i yeah. mean i mean i've <sighs> music for me at least started like out of a love for the written word and language okay. um so I've always been a fan of good satire or like <laughs> humor commentary. Um, so with some of the lyrics, I kind of wanted to have like a self awareness to it, like mm. um, not necessarily always like throwing a pity party and not always, you know, putting up a front of overt confidence. I wanted it to be exaggerated. Mm-hmm. For sure, but still, like real to me.
2: Mm. Yeah. And
1: like aesthetically, I mean, like I said, everything's intentional. That's I kind of yeah. I'll come up with like visual inspirations and color palettes, like as I'm working on the project. Like this wow. is what this is what I'm seeing right now. This is like the universe that I want this music to live within.
0: Wow. That's rad <laughs> And with that Let's get into this other <laughs> tune Because I, I think I think people will be able to Maybe see this song A little differently This is uh, the third tune On the EP We're skipping one here This tune is called Parasite Check it out
2: I can feel your touch From the Left unsaid, they might fill your head and be trapped instead. All you'll see is red.
0: All right, that tune was called Parasite, and once again, it's j-americana.bandcamp.com. And so let's talk about this song. Is there a specific story behind this one in particular? Because it has like a little (laughs) bit... I mean, we're talking about all the different styles. This one has like a little bit of a different edge to it, and I was a little bit curious what the story behind this one was. Yeah, I mean, Parasite was kind of born out of...
1: um, how can I say it? Like a situation ship. Okay. Um, <laughs> with, with, uh, someone that was a friend and okay. then like almost became more than a friend, but then like, didn't really work out. But mm-hmm. I, was, um, I really wanted to reflect on like that feeling of codependency and mm. how like toxic some, you know, relationships and situations can be. Right. Um, like you you want to uh be around this person so often that you're almost like trying to establish like a parasitic relationship with them. control Uh,
0: yeah 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 yeah. and sometimes unconscious (laughs) like an unconscious control sometimes that
1: was exactly
0: it Mm -hmm. yeah and you
1: know it was as much about like being sad about the shit to like being real with myself, like you can't always, you know, get what you want in the exact ways you want it. Um and yeah, I mean that was probably mm. one of my favorite songs to write. Cause mm. again it goes back to catharsis and getting those feelings really out um mm. into the world for other people. And it's, there's no bad blood in that situation or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's just like a lot of my music draws from those experiences.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, mentioning, you mentioned self-awareness earlier and I was like, I was also kind of picking up on that too, but there also is that element of satire too. So it kind of keeps the listener, I think, uh, on your, on their toes, with it oh, all, yeah. which is which is also just like a really cool thing to do to have somebody walk that tightrope, um, which is awesome. And I guess I want to switch gears here, and because like I was telling you before about my ignorance with this genre of music, I was curious about your thoughts on, I guess, the music industry with the way you see it. I don't know if genre to genre. If we're really all that different from like electronic artists to punk bands to rappers, because when I show up to an open mic, you know, it could be anybody. Right. Um, so I was curious, do you have like, you know, what your thoughts are on the industry and do you have like a specific plan as an artist or are you just kind of putting your head down and writing tunes? I mean, (laughs)
1: it's it's like you said, I mean, we're all in this struggle, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's a struggle, but it's a beautiful struggle when it comes to making music. Scratch and Survive to make this art, and, you know, it's so satisfying whenever you're able to, like, connect with fans and talk with fans about the music, regardless of, like... You know how much how many meals you had to skip to like make this happen or whatever um, like that's where the real gratification is for me, yeah, like I connection
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly exactly, like mm-hmm. I remember I did one show where this kid came up to me, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, as a queer person, like some of your lyrical content just like really." resonates with me and i was like damn ah. like if if i like if i had more of that when i was a kid like yeah growing up going through the same things like i don't know it's those moments when you like form those connections that really matter the most i mean industry politics whatever like i've been in contact with different like labels of different sizes Uh and things like that Uh and it's like at the end of the day i want to be in a situation where i feel empowered and like i have some sort of creative control um, at the end of the day and like that's really what it comes down to
0: Mm -hmm. wow yeah i mean it's cool to know that like how things can sound different but at the same time like we're all going through the same struggle and it was it was kind of something that I was uh, touching on earlier in the very beginning where that was a big part of my journey is just becoming the things that I wanted other, like I was becoming the help that I wanted from other people, you know, like I wanted to be on podcasts, but nobody would have me on. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just start my own podcast, you know? And I think a lot of artists are like that. They can be, um, And I, and I think that that's a real big tool for artists to, to be able to enjoy what they're doing, like for real and to be able to believe in themselves. There's an aspect of fulfillment there that like when you're so involved with your stuff and then when somebody takes the time to connect, you know, like when you're talking about it it just makes it that much better because it's like, oh, they're on my team Because you're not necessarily doing it for them, but the way they can, you know, just start like it's it must be so cool to experience that. And I've had definitely moments like that, too. And uh, I just I just think you have that is the right approach. And I and I hope that other artists out there do that. And I'll always remember like the singer for Slayer, Tom Araya. He was talking about (laughs) this weird left turn here, but I just remember when he was in an interview and he was talking about like, I think maybe someone asked him what his favorite band was. And he was like, my favorite band is Slayer. Like I'm the singer of Slayer, you know? (laughs) And I think, I think they all kind of answered the question the same way. And, um, yeah, I think we should all be our biggest advocates. And, um, On that note, I kinda wanted to know I kinda wanted to to know if there's any bigger artists for this genre that you feel like you would really fit with if you had the opportunity. Like what 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 would be the dream for you? It's kind of fun to Um, think about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Besides Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't I won't say no if she wants the feature. (laughs) But, like, I mean, (laughs) um, like, in this space right now, really, again, in Pink Panther S. She's great. Mm -hmm. Just really creative, cute, fun songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Miramasa is, like, one of my favorite producers right now. Mm -hmm. Um, He dropped a project last year, Demon Time. That was really cool. Um, Yeah, and an artist that was featured, like, on there and on a couple different collabs with him, Shy Girl, just like really wow. dirty, grimy, sometimes raunchy, oh, like God. house music. Okay. O- occasionally a bit more like lighter, clean pop. Okay. And then I'd say Vince Staples is a big one. I mean, there he's, he yo.
0: Yeah, Dream Big. Yeah,
1: yeah, Vince Staples. I mean, I would love to like work with him in any capacity. Um, his Big Fish Theory album. You know, wow. with Sophie doing tracks with him and Kendrick Lamar is, oh, like, <laughs> still ahead of its time, still ahead of its time. Oh, so, excellent. yeah, yeah.
0: Now, if if other people out there are as ignorant as I am with this kind of music, um, are there any other, like, if people are really digging this, I mean, I know you named a lot of names there, but is there anybody else that we should check out that would be kind of in the same vein of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, um there's this artist out of the UK I really like, Jim Legacy. He's making mm. some amazing songs like combining elements of like dance and pop and rap with wow. like rhythm and afro beats. Afro-beats. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my good friend Bickle
0: um who <laughs> I'm of, sorry that caught uh, me off guard. It's just like, yeah, my yeah, good I friend know, Bickle. It's, like we all have a good friend Bickle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Sorry.
1: Yeah, he's um he kind of helped launch like the j Americana project Uh-oh. by producing my first single, and we have like okay. a couple other tunes that we're working on. But he's about to drop an album that's so good, so so good. I. I hate, like, listening to his music because uh, I'm like, man, dude, why didn't you send me these beats? Jealous. But yeah.
2: Um,
1: yeah nah, nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, those two are kind of at the top of my list right now.
0: Well, excellent. Well, you know, I, I, I'm manifesting that all these things are going to come true for you. And uh, I think I think what you have going on is really great. I love the evolution of the music here. And once again, for the last time, it's j-americana.bandcamp.com to get yourself a hold of all this stuff. In a couple weeks, will be Bandcamp Friday. So you can just add it to the cart, wait a couple weeks, buy it, and then uh, all the artists will get like 100% of those tunes. Last tune we're going to get into, this is the second tune on the EP it's called Lucky Strike. All right, take care. Rip on, everybody.
2: Midnight, liquor on the breath. I can barely walk with the hell swept steps. What's next? Yo, spot, my spot, be pop, G spot. Do it like he's not a factor. Distraction, tragedy, disaster.